Translation Radha and Krishna are one and the same, but they have assumed two bodies. Thus they enjoy each other, tasting the mellows of love. Purport The two transcendentalists, Radha and Krishna, are a puzzle to materialists. The above description of Radha and Krishna from the diary of Srila Sarup Damodar Goswami is a condensed explanation, but one needs great spiritual insight to understand the mystery of these two personalities. One is enjoying in two. Sri Krishna is the potent factor and Srimati Radharani is the internal potency. According to Vedanta philosophy, there is no difference between the potent and the potency. They are identical. We cannot differentiate between one and the other any more than we can separate fire from heat. Everything in the Absolute is inconceivable in relative existence. Therefore, in relative cognizance, it is very difficult to assimilate this truth of the oneness between the potent and the potency. The philosophy of inconceivable oneness and difference propounded by Lord Chaitanya is the only source of understanding for such intricacies of transcendence. In fact, Radharani is the internal potency of Sri Krishna and she internally intensifies the pleasure of Sri Krishna. Impersonalists cannot understand this without the help of a Mahab Bhagavad devotee. The very name Radha suggests that Srimati Radharani is eternally the topmost mistress of the comforts of Sri Krishna. As such, she is the medium transmitting the living entity's service to Sri Krishna. Devotees in Vrindavan therefore seek the mercy of Srimati Radharani in order to be recognized as loving servitors of Sri Krishna. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally approaches the fallen conditioned souls of the Iron Age to deliver the highest principle of transcendental relationships with the Lord. The activities of Lord Chaitanya are primarily in the role of the pleasure-giving portion of his internal potency. The Absolute Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the omnipotent form of transcendental existence, knowledge and bliss in full. His internal potency is exhibited first as Sat, or existence, or in other words, as the portion that expands the existence function of the Lord. When the same potency displays full knowledge, it is called Chit, or Samvit, which expands the transcendental forms of the Lord. Finally, when the same potency plays as a pleasure-giving medium, it is known as Haladini, or the transcendental blissful potency. Thus the Lord manifests His internal potency in three transcendental divisions. Srila <clears throat> Prabhupada writes here, the above description of Radha and Krishna from the diary 
of Srila Surud Gamadai Goswami. By above description, he's not referring to this verse which we read today, but the verse before it, it's a famous verse in Sanskrit, which in the next for the part of the chapter of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, this verse is the beginning of the explanation of the verse which Prabhupada says is a condensed explanation, the famous verse Radha Krishna Pranayavikriti Hladine Shakti Rasmad Ekatna Nav Apibhuvi Pura Deha Bhedam Gatau To Chaitanya Tham Rakatam Yadadhana Tadvayam Chaikyamatam Radha Bhavadyuti Subalitam Nomi Krishna Surupam the loving affairs of Sri Radha and Krishna are transcendental manifestations of the Lord's internal pleasure-giving potency. Although Radha and Krishna are one in their identity, they separated themselves eternally. Now these two transcendental identities have again united in the form of Sri Krishna Chaitanya. I bow down to him who has manifested himself with the sentiment and complexion of Srimati Radharani, although he is Krishna himself. Prabhupada begins this purport by describing Radha and Krishna as transcendentalists. Generally we think of a transcendentalist as someone who is practicing sadhana with the aspiration to attain to the transcendental platform. Another meaning that Prabhupada is giving of transcendentalists is those who are on the transcendental platform. From Radha and Krishna's perspective, they're not on the transcendental platform. That's only from our perspective because we're not transcendental. It's transcendent to us. They're on the absolute platform. We're on the relative platform. We are, we are relative to them. They are the absolute reality. So Radha and Krishna, they don't discuss such matters as here Prabhupada is saying, according to Vedanta philosophy, there is no difference between the potent and the potency, Shakti, Shakti, Matar, Abheda. But Radha and Krishna are not discussing this. They are just being Radha and Krishna and enjoying. Technically Krishna is the enjoyer and Radha is the enjoyed, but they are both happy always. Happy in a way that as long as we are in the relative position, we cannot begin to understand. So Prabhupada writes that the two transcendentalists, Radha and Krishna, are a puzzle to materialists. Not only are they a puzzle to materialists, but they are a puzzle to most transcendentalists also. They are a puzzle even to most Vaishnavas, because most Vaishnavas, Vaishnav means they are worshipping Vishnu. Vishnu asya devata iti Vaishnava. The simple definition of a Vaishnava is one who worships Vishnu. And Karshna means who is recognizing Krishna. And Gaudiya means 
who is worshipping Radha and Krishna. So even most Vaishnavas, they, they recognize Vishnu is supreme, or they may recognize Krishna is supreme, but it's very difficult to understand the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. We are enjoined not to speak above our realization. These verses are given for discussion. Should we speak on them or not? Well, we shouldn't take a vote, we should follow Mahajana Yena Gata Satanta. We should follow what the great personalities prescribe. We should discuss. Because, on one hand, we shouldn't speak beyond our realization. On the other hand, unless we know what we're aiming for, then we're never going to get there. Then you're shooting in the dark. So, what is the goal of the Gorya Vaishnavas? Srila Prabhupada writes in one purport, in, the, in this songbook, that the, this chanting, he says, do not think that this chanting and dancing will not lead to the desired perfection. It will. And the, the, the goal of the Gorya Vaishnavas is to join Radha and Krishna in their Rasa Lila. So we may join as a gopi or a, someone bringing the flowers, arranging the place of rest afterwards, or it would very fortunate we could be some grass. It's a, an aspiration which even Uddhava, which who Krishna told Uddhava, you are more dear to me Natatame Priyatama Atmayonayana Shankaraha. He says that Natatame, no one is more dear to me. You are, you are more dear to me. Natatame Priyatama Atmayonayana Shankaraha. That Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma, who is Lord Brahma who is born from my own body. Nacha Sankarshano Nashriya, even Lord Balaram or even Lakshmi, my wife, my Bhagavan, and even you even me myself, you are more dear to me than all of them and even to me myself. But Uddhava is asking after he went to Vrindavan, was sent by Krishna to Vrindavan, he's the disciple of Brihaspati. So, he's very learned, very intelligent, and known as the greatest devotee in Dwarka. But when he went to Vrindavan, he understood that Krishna sent me here not to bring a message to the residents of Vrindavan and the gopis, but even more so, I'm supposed to be speaking about Krishna to make the Rajavasis somewhat pacified, but I'm learning from them. I have to learn. I learn from Brihaspati. What Brihaspati taught me is worshipped in the world, but there's this little place called Vrindavan which no one gives very much importance to. They're all Hastinapur and Dwarka and big cities, they're running up and down and making battle plans and doing politics and who cares about Vrindavan? But Krishna cares more. 
And he ca- even more than he cares for the Pandavas, he's doing so much for the Pandavas that he cares. His heart is in Vrindavan. So, Uddhava had to, Uddhava was praying, ultimately I can become the creepers, the grass, some, something insignificant in Vrindavan, so that sometime the gopis, they might walk on my head. The head of the grass, Chunada Pisunichen. Then I'll get the, the dust on my head. So who can understand it? It's beyond any material understanding, which is exemplified. Although Uddhava is not a material person, he's fully, he's a fully transcendental person. He's a transcendentalist. the knowledge that he has, the, the knowledge of the activities of this world he's received from the, from the greatest Vedic scholar, Brihaspati. But that's, that's not enough to even begin to understand Radha Krishna Pranayavikriti Hladina Shakti Asmati, the loving pastimes of Radha and Krishna which is therefore very difficult to understand. To help us to understand it, Srila Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami at the beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita has presented the philosophical understanding of who is Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The, uh, those who like nectar, they like to hear stories only. We'll hear the nice stories of how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is dancing in Rathiyatra, how he's chastising Jagadananda Pandit, and how he's rejecting Chota Haridas. There's so many sweet pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Charita Amrita. Amrita means nectar, very sweet. But if we think we shall relish the nectar of Chaitanya Charitamrita without trying to, without taking the old Chaitanya Charitamrita as it is, without trying to understand as Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has taken the trouble to inform us of who is Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Why, why is he performing these leelas? What is he doing? Even if we think of him as a devotee, it's very sweet to hear. But if we can understand at least theoretically the mystery of his appearance, the reasons, there are reasons. He who is sarva karana karanam, the cause of all causes, there are also reasons for his descending into this world. There are reasons why Radha and Krishna, who are one, they are two. They're the same one truth that is described. This will be described in the next few shlokas. Just like the musk and its aroma are inseparable. You cannot have 
the aroma of musk without musk and you can't have musk without its aroma so in the same way Radha and Krishna they are one in as much as they are inseparable so all these points will be discussed by Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami so that the readers of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita here we're reading they reciprocate with each other to enjoy, to taste the rasa, the, the mellows of love so devotees by hearing Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita they also relish by hearing they relish the natural ecstasy of the soul to be happy in Krishna consciousness Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami he compiled this philosophical section at the beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita even though he was writing he didn't know how long he would live because from the non-transcendental perspective it appeared that his body was very old he said I may die at any time I'm writing but I can't see properly and I can't even hold the pen properly pen in those days meant a feather so he had so much of the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to record but still he took the trouble at the beginning he considered it important that at the beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita he would give the philosophical understanding of who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is if we simply hear about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without understanding there still there's great benefit the other two famous biographies in Bengali the, the uh, Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat and Sri Chaitanya Mangal especially Chaitanya Mangal there's almost no philosophical description in there at all and Chaitanya Bhagavat definitely not in the way that it's here in, in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita at the, here at the beginning the first four yeah, the first four chapters they, they discuss the philosophy of understanding Guru Tattva Chaitanya Leela Tattva and there's a description of the Chaitanya tree and then Huda Pancha Tattva and then later on in Chaitanya Charitamrita there are also extensive philosophical discussions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings to Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami so all these are there so that we can understand at least theoretically if we understand theoretically then we, we by understanding theoretically we can begin to enter into the actual understanding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu which is to be that's ultimately to be experienced but for those who are sadhaks or those who are traversing the path from Achaitanya Medang Vishwam everyone in this world is Achaitanya 
They have no consciousness. They don't have Krishna Chaitanya. They don't have consciousness of Krishna or Krishna Chaitanya. So those who are traversing the path from being unconscious, Chaitanya means also unconscious, to consciousness of Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for them it is essential to understand that Sri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Mahayana. What are the implications of Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu being Radha and Krishna? And what, what does it mean? How is it that Radha and Krishna, who are eternally happy in the land of Vrindavan, who are complete in all respects, they have nothing to gain. Krishna is Atmarama, Aptakama. He's full and complete in himself. All his desires are automatically fulfilled, but still he feels some inadequacy. How is this possible? So this is a puzzle to materialists. Definitely the the non-devotees who somehow or other there are certain non-devotees who are attracted to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but they're attracted because they're demons actually. They're attracted just like so many demons are attracted to Krishna. They're always thinking of Krishna. But in an in an inimical way. So similarly there are mundane scholars, they could study anything, they, they have to make a living and they're intellectually inclined so they could have studied butterflies or they could have studied frogs or they could have studied mathematics or they could have studied the Napoleonic era but they decided to study Krishna. It's another subject. Put it in a test tube and see what happens. If they have to make their living by their, they bring their relative way of thinking to try to understand Krishna, which it doesn't work. At the very beginning of transcendental, the very beginning of transcendental understanding is to understand that we cannot understand that which is beyond our brain power. Achincha kalu ye bhava natangs tarkena yojiya prakritegyo yitarangyat chattad Achincha is a lakshanam. It's a very, it's almost like a roundabout statement that whatever is achincha, that which is not within the scope of our mind and senses and brain, can't be understood by the mind or senses or brain. So it's, it's almost like saying, it's like this because it's like this. Well, that's a fact. It's, you can't, why can't you understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through the, the mind and brain and senses? Because it's not, it's not the right apparatus. You can't do it. You can't measure the, the density of, a, of an object with a ruler. It's, it's good for measuring some things. It can, you can measure you know, what's the width of this book, but you can't or you can't measure the distance from here to Hong Kong with a, with a ruler. It's, it, it's just not capable of doing so. So the mundane scholars, they also they like to understand and they have invented a term Gora Paramyabhan. means the theory that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But none of the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu speak about this. Because they all accept from the very beginning. Vrindavan Das Thakur is from the very beginning, the first major 
Bengali biographer or writing in Bengali of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Before that, Kavi Karnapur and the very first biographers, Surugdam Murari Gupta, Surugdam Goswami, they from the very beginning, there's no, it's not that someone at some point in time dreamed up like happens with the modern so-called incarnations. Someone at some point in time has a theory that just like in Bangladesh there was one some more than 20 years ago when I was traveling there, there was a there was a Hindu preacher called Vivekananda Brahmachari. So we met him once and he was known as a, he had all the usual big Mahatma 1008 glories and all this kind of thing. The next time we met him he was an avatar. He'd been promoted. But that's not with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In the very beginning it was understood that the devotees who are with him they understood they, the, the mundane scholars they had to in, they had to give speculations that when in Chaitanya Leela it's described how he showed his he showed to devotees he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead for seven, seven prahas, 21 hours sitting on the throne of Vishnu in the house of Srivash Thakur. He showed all his devotees he's the Supreme Lord and that was recorded by the devotees and in their biographies. So from the very beginning there was no doubt in the minds of the devotees that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But the mundane scholars, it is their business to doubt. Because they are Andhaya Tandaya Rupaniya Maanatsthitisha They are blind following the blind and when they want to become a leader of the blind they have to exhibit their blindness. So they, they make up this theory and that theory and another theory and they have a theory that someone had a theory that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of God but it was never a theory in the minds of those who are actual transcendentalists. They knew from the very beginning and to help others understand this and appreciate this they compiled their writings. This verse Radha Krishna this is from the culture or the diary of Sri Surabhadamadal Goswami which is not extant anymore. It, was, it seems he kept it secretly because that wasn't revealed very widely. But this uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami he has quoted the key verses from that describing the personality of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and why he comes to this world. So as Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami describes, he's taken the, the culture of Sri Damodar Goswami, the culture of Murari Gupta who described the Navadip pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he heard from Raghunath Das Goswami who was with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Puri so he heard from Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, heard from Raghunath Das Goswami. And in this way he took all the leelas and he 
plucked it out in his own language. He, he elaborated on it. Not that he speculated, but he, he didn't add anything of his own. As he says, I'm simply, I'm simply chewing the remnants of that which is given by my gurus. So his gurus are Sri Rupa Sanatan Bhatta Raghunath, Sri Jeevapala Bhatta, Dasa Raghunath. They all, with the exception of Jiva Goswami, they all personally uh, were taking part in the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and they understood who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They are also all Shakti Tattva, they are part of Chaitanya, just Radha and Krishna, they are one and the same, they are Shakti Man and Shakti. Krishna is the possessor of all potencies and Radharani is Shakti. She is the, just as Krishna is the root or, or the fountainhead of all avatars or all, not only avatars, but all the Vishnu forms and even the Vrindavan Krishna, from him come, not come, but are manifest, they are eternally existing. It's, it is difficult to say, because it's difficult for us to imagine in our constricted consciousness what is the nature of God. But language as far as possible is meant for describing this. There's no use to talking or writing unless we discuss these subjects. So Krishna expands himself as Mathuresh, the Krishna in Mathura and Dwarakesh, Krishna in Dwaraka, Parthasarathi, and then as Balaram, Vasudeva, Vasudeva, Sankarshan, Tajumna, Aniruddha, and so many forms. So in the same way, Srimati Radharani is the fountainhead of all Shakti. That means within Vrindavan, all the gopis and outside Vrindavan, there's Rukmini, Satyabhama and all the queens. So Krishna and Radha, they are the original fountainheads. And the six Goswamis, Krishnas, Kaviraj Goswami, they're also Shakti Tattva. They can understand, they're gopis. And they've come to join Radha and Krishna who has come as one, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to assist him as their, their job, their service, their, they are, so their Shakti is meant for serving the Shakti man, for giving pleasure to Krishna. So they give pleasure to Krishna through Radha. She expands herself in so many forms and all these forms of the gopis and on Krishna's side Balaram he is the personification of again personification it's it's not a very good term but what can you do it's English it's uh, it gives the idea of something that didn't exist but comes into existence but Balaram is eternally existing as the fountainhead of service to Krishna as is Radharani. Radha, the very name, means she who is the best worshipper of Krishna. So she only thinks of how to 
please Krishna and all her energies, all her expansions for want of a better term, they are assisting her to please Krishna. So this is, it's a mystery, it's a puzzle, Prabhupada says this, to materialists, it's an enigma. That how, can, how can they understand? It's an enigma to them because from the point of view of materialists, so actually they shouldn't discuss these things at all. The pastimes of Radha and Krishna, they seem to be vulgar. But on the other hand, the great devotees of Radha and Krishna, they're not at all vulgar. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was so strict, even in his family life, he was, in his childhood, he used to joke with the young girls. But then after that, he was very proper in his dealings with, of course, everything Chaitanya Mahaprabhu does is proper, even if it seems improper. But even from the point of view of worldly dharma or worldly culture behavior, he didn't mix up with with the women of Nadia as is wrongly misconstrued by the Gauranagari Upper Sampradaya. He was very proper in that respect and after taking sannyas he was so strict about this that he, his devotees, they didn't even say the names of any women to him, even the names of women elder on the level of mothers, not Anyway, you don't say the names of women, but when uh, that, who is that, Paramesha Modak, one of his devotees came and he said, oh Mukunda Mak, she's also come, means his wife had also come. You don't say the name in the, in the Vedic culture, you won't say the name, of a, generally won't be said the name of a, woman, of a woman, but you'll say, what is the name of her first son and his mother, Mukunda Mata. So she's also come, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, oh, he was feeling, I, I'm a sannyasi, he shouldn't say like that. So he was so strict. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all, all the devotee, all the great acharyas who have worshipped Radha and Krishna, their behavior is exemplary in terms of moral behavior. Of course there are certain rascals who criticize Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of setting a bad example by abandoning his widowed mother. They're rascals. We don't accept what they say. But it's, an, it's enigmatic. How is it that the pastimes of Radha and Krishna which appear so vulgar are worshipped by great sannyasis and persons in whose behavior there is no trace of vulgarity. So it, su it suggests that what they are saying, if we are going to approach this at all from the mundane platform, it suggests that what they say is true, that actually hearing about Radha and Krishna is purifying. That is the version of the Bhagavatam that by hearing about the pastimes of Radha and Krishna which seem 
shocking to a materialist. Of course in the modern age it's not shocking that a man would spot with other people's wives, but actually it should be shocking because it's for a man to spot with other people's wives is uncivilized. It's subhuman behavior. Or in the case of Krishna, it's superhuman behavior. But the, those who are only on the human platform, they can't understand this. Those who are subhumans, they certainly can't understand it. And those who are only human, they also can't understand it. One has to become transcendental, then he can begin to understand it. But at least in the beginning it should be accepted that the same Vyasadeva who compiled all the Shastras for the elevation of human society was not in his old age senile, but in his old age, or, or not or his old age, he's still there in the Himalayas, but towards the, or the last literary contribution he made was the Srimad Bhagavatam in which he described in detail the pastimes of Krishna in Vrindavan and Natura and Dwaraka and he described them in a guarded way what is Krishna's Gopilila? It's there in a guarded way it's described. Later Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came the Panchatattva came and the, the storehouse of love of Krishna which was which, which is Srimad Bhagavatam that required to be opened by the devotees who are described in the beginning of Bhagavatam Pivita Bhagavata, Bhagavata Rasam Avayam Mahoraho Rasika Bhuvibhavukara those who are Rasik Bhaktas they can understand to the fullest extent what is the teaching of Srimad Bhagavatam here Prabhupada writes that Radha and Krishna are a puzzle to materialists but they are a puzzle to transcendentalists and even to great Vaishnavas who have established that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead that the Param Tattva, the, the Supreme Principle or Supreme Reality is Krishna or Hari, Vishnu, the Supreme Person they have established this very strongly in the world Madhvacharya especially has completely smashed the Mayavad theory that all is one and one is all and there's no, there's no supreme or less or everything is all simply one the Madhvacharya established that but what the full ramification of this Krishna being the supreme person is that he's the supreme enjoyer, the supreme lover he's not simply supreme sitting on a throne but he exhibits his supremacy more by dancing in the cowherd pastures of Vrindavan without any shoes on and with the gopis so this is this is the logical, if we want to take it for, as far as logical go, the logical conclusion of Krishna being the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But 
being constricted by Shastric understanding. The many Vaishnavas, Madhva Sampradaya, for them it remains a puzzle and an enigma. Even if we go in, in the temple of, of the Sri Krishna Matam in Udupi, the heart of the Madhva Sampradaya, when we walk in the temple, what do we see? We see the deity who's been there, Udupi. What's when you, when you walk in the temple? Do you see the deity? No, you don't see the deity. Because he's on the other side. He, you walk in and you go around because he turned around. The story is there. The deity turned around. But what you do see when you go in, you'll see a big picture on the wall of Radha and Krishna. Which according to Madhva philosophy shouldn't be there actually. <laughs> because they don't accept. Radha. But still they they are from the from the picture being there it seems they also don't reject. It's a mystery to them. It's a mystery to them because they are perfect in understanding the Shastras. They have perfectly understood that Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. But they haven't perfectly understood the implication of what it means to be means to be a person which will not be described in the Shastra, that's not for everyone. In, in, the, in the morning newspaper you might read the Prime Minister, he said that all the, whatever nonsense they say, the price of everything is going up. But you, you don't read how he had an argument with his wife, that doesn't come in the newspaper. That's his own private business. So. What Radha and Krishna are doing, that's, their, that's Krishna's private business. But it may be the Prime Minister's reading out, there's the price of everything, and he's thinking, what am I going to say to my wife when I get back? Because to him, his wife is more important than, than of course, Krishna, for him, Radha is more important. So it may not be for the Prime Minister, I don't know. But, uh, his emotional affairs are more important to him even than the state of the country or his ministers and they're important. He knows, he has a duty, he has to look after them. But to him, his own personal affairs because he's a person that's more important to him. That there was one king of England, well, he was supposed to become the king of England and he, he gave up his claim to the throne because he wanted to marry a woman who was already divorced. And in those days, that was only 70 years ago, that was considered unacceptable. Nowadays, you know, the President of America can have illicit sex left, right and center and people don't give a damn. Times have changed. So, his emotional affair, he considered it more important that, yes, I know I've, I've been trained since childhood to be the king, but I just, I, I can't do it because I'm ruled by my heart. So Krishna also, being the supreme person, he's not, he's not simply a wooden or stone statue. But most, imp most important for him is, just like he says, Natatame Priyatama Atma Yonena Shankara Natasa Sankarshanona Shriya that Uddhava, you're more dear to me than Brahma. 
Well, in the universal creation, Brahma is more important than Uddhava. So is Shankara, Lord Shiva. But to Krishna, Uddhava is more important because he loves him more. Uddhava loves Krishna more and Krishna loves Uddhava more. So these are the internal affairs of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of, of Radha and Krishna. And we didn't even come very close at all to speaking about why Radha and Krishna are one, but are two, but again they become one. Of course it requires a lot of time to discuss all these things. Maybe, no, not a lot of time, unlimited time. Ananta is discussing timelessly. And I presume that will be discussed in the next few days because that's the subject matter of the next few verses. And I'm supposed to have stopped already. So if anyone would like to make any comments or give any questions, kindly do so. And we should go on discussing these things. Why don't we do that for the next few days? At least up to Gautamima. Why don't we make a vow, all of us, that we are not going to talk about <coughs> the state of our stomachs or various political matters inside or outside of ISKCON. Let's discuss about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. How about that? Is that a good idea? I think so. Let's do that. When we meet each other, we should discuss all these topics. Hare Krishna. Any comment or question, please? Yeah. Yes. Someone, please. Jodi ama prati sneho thake shabaka tabe krishna beti rikta na gaibaya Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says If you love me then do one thing Don't talk about anything else except Krishna So we can do that at least for a few days See if we can do that We'll talk about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Please Oh you are You weren't putting your hand up there's a fly in the dham of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We have to connect it somehow to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Otherwise, we're not following our sadhana. I have a question. Yeah. So you uh, say that uh, Krishna was in, uh, Please speak in, in, the in the rasa dance, dancing without his shoes on. Can you elaborate on that? How, Why uh, he didn't have his dancing shoes on? Well, Krishna doesn't wear shoes in Vrindavan. Because he loves the cows. He told that, he told his mother, I'm not going to wear, either you make shoes for all my millions of cows, or I'll go without shoes. So he goes without shoes. And the gopis are crying. <laughs> that they, they, they're rough. The stones and the spikes that hurting Krishna's foot. Also, all the living beings who are fortunate to, uh, to be the grass, they get directly the mercy from Krishna's feet. That's his mercy also. If he had shoes on, he'd be a little bit removed. <laughs> it's a speculation. 
ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಚರಿತಾಮತ್ 